Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. episode of the scoreboard addicts podcast i'm nick and with me as always is anthony the rook tj who's hammered in with us is our intern stat guy sal wait i'm sorry right that way up that way all right uh this is an unfortunate night for new york sports it's one of those nights where there's no sports until 10 30 the islanders game it's one of the worst type of days in new york like there's no sports at all i don't even count the fucking islanders but they are on, uh, but they don't, they're not on until 10.30, so I won't be rooting against them until then. So I'm stuck here watching Dallas versus Nashville. I've been, wa- I've been watching a lot of college basketball right, lately because, uh, you know, there's nothing else on. No NHL for two weeks. Well, no Rangers for two weeks. I don't really like the Winter Olympics. I don't get into that. I'm just happy the Nets aren't on tonight. Yeah, and the Nets or Knicks are impossible to watch. Unless so. it be 10 games straight. I wouldn't doubt it. (laughs) Wouldn't doubt it. Sal was going back to that really pessimistic Nets mind state for the fan. We have no hope until Durant comes back. No hope. It's true. And Harden's not playing because he may be traded, but we'll get Harden's not playing because he's probably about to get traded. He doesn't want to be there either. He had a. He doesn't want to be there. He said he said he's trying to get out of there as soon as possible. Yeah, that's not great. I mean, isn't that his mo though? Yeah, yeah. He gets up and leaves anytime the going gets hard. Going gets tough. I mean, there, there, I, there's a there's a few athletes that are like that though. Well, he's like one of them. That's yeah, that's 100%. like what they do, you know. Westbrook like, is one of them too. Westbrook, LeBron, LeBron is the king of all of them. Like, yeah. mm. like if I had to put money down on who would quit on their team mid season, or at least get people kicked off the team mid season just because randomness, I don't know. Um, you'd be LeBron. I'm so su- I'm surprised there's anybody playing with him anymore. That's true. As we segue off of this Dallas uh, Nashville game, which is one one here in the second period, uh, we'll talk about some Rangers action, All Star game recap, and uh, trade rumors going into uh, the restart next uh, next week for the Rangers. Right now, for some of the teams making up a lot of these games are make up games from uh, the moment where a lot of teams were. Uh, down like 30 players because of uh COVID, COVID protocol, yeah. uh, like the Islanders. Though I'm pretty sure, I don't know, Islanders fans told me the reason they were losing was because of COVID. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't seem like that's the reason they are losing. It's lingering. I mean, <clears throat> we've been over this a million times. I don't like the COVID excuse. 
the entire league is going through it. it it's played out. I mean, how, how often are we going to hear that as an excuse? The Islanders are having a shitty season. They really are. You can tell they're having a shitty season because Butch Goring is so bored in the booth that he's trying to attack Ranger fans on Twitter. So, I mean, it's just it's sad. It's, it really is. It is sad. You had a great year last year, and you're not following it up this year, and you have the same team. So if you want to sit there and blame COVID, which COVID was worse last year than this year, I, I mean, what do you, what do you, you're just trying to grab at straws right now, and, and it's pathetic. Just own it. There's something wrong. Listen, you guys have one of the best frigging uh, – you have Lou Lamarillo. It gets no better than that in hockey, and you cannot find a way to win. Own it. Your team sucks right now. And I think, you know, if they don't win right now, they've been at full strength for a little bit now. Now, if they're yeah. not winning now, then, it, I mean, COVID wasn't, wasn't a factor. You've got your strength back. So what's they're the not, issue? There's no flow with them. There's no, there's no intensity. I mean, you got Matt Martin grinding it out, but he's not going it, to – it's hard to put a team on your back when you're a role player. And no offense to Matt Martin, I think he's a great player and he can score and he's a gritty guy. He's a big dude. He can fight. He's, but he's not the. He's not the guy. I mean, Barzell, uh, Barzell is great, but if there's no flow with the team, if they're not clicking, you, you're not going to win. And especially in the league right now, where if you're not putting up five or six goals a game, there's a good chance you don't win because you've seen it across the league. All the teams that are playoff bound are putting up numbers and, and they're going full speed, you know, all, all three periods. You, you, you cannot, you cannot think that COVID is the reason your team is not clicking, especially when everybody's there. You can't say that it's ruining the flow of the game when we're at the all-star break and there's been more games than not that your whole team is there, at least the key pieces, and you still can't find a way to win. It's just not your year. Own it. That's it. Like I, I'm sick of the rhetoric and the nonsense of, excuses just you had a great year last year you heard it from ranger fans you heard it from devils fans you know we were pissed off about it but you know you tip your cap but this year it's not your year don't try to go on the offensive and attack ranger fans and and devils fans and shit on everybody else in the atlantic division dude this just go away it, it may blame your shitty new arena i don't know <laughs> and that's not a recipe to win either that's that's not a recipe to win blaming injuries blaming you know, you know, you got to have the next man up philosophy to really make it work. Yeah, that's a very big deal. But before we get too far into the NHL, the NHL All-Star game just passed. Obviously, you're not going to get the same type of play that you're going to get with, you know, a regular game. You don't want guys getting hurt playing in the All-Star game, but you do want there to be a semblance of hockey. And I think that there was what I really enjoyed was a skills competition uh, on the on the Bellagio. The only thing I didn't love about it was I, I wish it was ice. I wish it was ice, and I also wish there was, like, fans. It was, like, awkward. And I think it was pre-recorded. It wasn't happening, right? I caught it the next day. So did I. And I think it was pre-recorded live. Like, they, like everyone was on the ice, like, during that. They're like, oh, we're going to go out to the Bellagio fountains. They go out there. It seemed like nobody was around. Like, if that was a live event, I feel like they would have promoted a little more. and been like, all right, we're going to be at the Bellagio fountain around 8.30 doing this competition. Why don't you come and check it out? Yeah, but the but you, nobody, nobody was fountain's gigantic. If you're sitting yeah, in the middle of it. It was there in the middle of it. If you're, if you're walking by, you have fans walking by, like at least have somebody like you. You have you have a, a sight line. I get what awkward. you're saying. Right. But they you know what? Called you, up Jason. you have about, I would say, the, the way the Bellagio is set up where the fountain is, 
maybe two people in can see what's going on. Two people from the rail of the fountain can see what's going on. The, the, I mean, it, yeah, too deep because it, it's, it's, I mean, the fountain show is set up to be up above you anyway. So you're looking up, so it doesn't matter. And that's the view you're getting because the fountain's below you. But mm -hmm. the way it shoots up 60, 70 that feet in the air, you, you could see it from the other side of the freaking street. You could see it down the strip. Yeah. So, yeah, we it, used to go to a bar. We used to, we used to well, for my bachelor party, we went to a bar that was, is a rooftop bar in Paris, and you could see the Bellagio fountains every time, like, you know, yeah, the, the beer garden. Minutes. Yeah. What's that? The beer garden. Yeah, the beer it, park. Beer park. It, yeah. It, it's not a great venue to set it up. It's more for the cool factor of, like, holy shit, look at this. But that was done for yeah. the fans watching on TV. It's not for somebody sitting there going, like, oh shit, I think they're doing the uh, fastest skater competition. You're walking by going, like, oh, that's cool. I'm down 600, though. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's what I was getting. What I didn't like was there was no like it was very awkward because it was just the announcers talking to the to the to the guys on the on the speaker on the headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like there wasn't like if it was a little bit live, you could have been like, all right, we're gonna play this in the stadium and then pump in the stadium noise. Like if people are cheering, like it was very awkward. Like it's a skills comp. You would think there'd be some sort of cheering going on. I mean, they could have done that. The Bellagio Fountain Show also has music to it, and it's pretty damn yeah. loud. So they could have yeah. pumped in fake cheers. Yeah, but I think it was just uh, let's go with a cool factor and run with it, it because most it people cool. let, let's call it call it what it is. Most people watch on TV. Nobody's gonna make a trip out to Vegas to see, you know, the no. skills competition or the All Star Game. I mean, because at, at the end of the day, it's cool. But unless you're going there to go there and like, oh hey, and we, if we go there this weekend, we can catch uh, the NHL All Star Game and stuff. No one's traveling. A, a fan isn't traveling because to see what two of your players. Yeah. yeah, it's also it was actually a pretty good weekend because it had the NFL skills comp, then it was the NHL skills comp, uh, NHL all star game, and then the NFL all star game, the Pro Bowl, uh, which yeah. Pro Bowl sucks. But if you're like a sports fan, like that's pretty cool. Like, spend it's the not, week in Vegas, do you don't need to be in Vegas to watch the Pro Bowl? Who are you betting on? The uh, I, no, I bet nobody gives a shit. Oh, no, well, that's does. going no, off no. at negative four thousand to one odds. No, but you can get I, um, beat up. But you get beat up by NFL player while you're out there. <laughs> I, I saw. I, you know, I hate it. It feel I, lately. I've been agreeing with the wrong people. Like when it came to the Hall of Fame, I had a lot of agreements with Marcus Stroman, Ben Verlander, uh, Brian, uh, Brian Costello. I, I hate. I hate when I agree with people that I generally disdain. And uh, I saw something just so heinous. I guess it was two people I hate, and the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I guess. <laughs> But I just like I hate Brad, Brad Marchand so much. Yesterday's game, and I don't like the Penguins either. Obviously, I'm a Ranger fan. I don't like Sidney Crosby. I, I hate the Penguins. But the play of Mar Brad Marchand yesterday, like between knocking the puck off a of Jerry stick that he's trying to give to a fan, messed up, and then trying to stop Sidney Crosby from getting a new stick, like basically flat out interfering with him so that he can't get a new stick. And then on, on top of that, like I, I don't I didn't see the part right before Jerry got basically uh blindsided by Marshand, punch him in the head, and then puts his stick in his in his face. Like Brad Marshand, like how is that guy like I if I was Jerry, I would have taken my skate off and slid his throat on the ice. I, I blame the NHL. I blame the players of the NHL, not the league. I blame the well, players. Well, Sidney Crosby just sat there after he punched Jerry in the face, and Crosby was like, I don't know what just happened. Bro, be a man. Back no, your it's not even that. It's not even that. You got enough goons in this fucking league. Just, somebody should just punch him in the face. It's well-deserved. The guy has 
multiple times been suspended for uh, taking the, the stick to somebody's crotch. I mean, multiple times right in front of the ref. And it's like, oh, whatever. Oh, he's only like five foot six. So what are you going to do? Hurt him. Hurt him. You're asking to get hurt. So get hurt. You can't well, do that shit. If you did that shit in the 90s, okay, somebody's going to murder you. Okay. And, and anybody that wants to fact check me or is doesn't remember or wasn't old enough to see the type of plays that went on in the 90s, watch Mike Madonna come across the middle and Adam Graves, overall one of the nicest guys to ever play the NHL, put him in the hospital. Put him in the hospital. He laid him out to the point where he was out cold before he hit the ice. Okay? Because there's no nice guys when you're on the ice in the real NHL back in the day when there was some real dirty, gritty nastiness. Okay? I, I, that's why I love Jeremy Roenick because other than the fact I was that actually, he, I was just I swear to God I shit you not I I was not I, I swear to God I was like dude, I wonder how Roenick was I I love Jeremy Roenick because Jeremy Roenick's like the the last of the real all around great players he could back check yeah. he could score Gritty. he could pass and he can get into a fight he can throw a big hit. The, and and I, I catch a lot of Jeremy Roenick stuff because he's a big golfer. He's a scratch golfer, pretty much. And um, they were just interviewing him. And he said, I knew I was going to have a good game if I was bleeding in the first period. He goes, the first shift I stepped out on the ice, I would try to get hit or hit somebody because you got to wake up. He goes, you got to wake up and get that <laughs> blood flowing. He goes, I wasn't out there to be anybody's friend. I wasn't goofing around with anybody out there. We could be friends after we were retired. I'm friends with all these guys that I went to battle with. He goes, we weren't friends out there. Chris Chelios, too. Yeah. And, and Chris Chelios, good friend of John C. McGinley. Really? Johnny C. You didn't know that? They no, played golf. Friends, no. Yeah, Chris Chelios and John C. McGinley. And I can't remember. There's somebody else that's really obscure. That Not obscure. Somebody well-known. But you're like, you really? He knows them? That's they're weird. Like they're all friends. Yeah. And they're all friends. They're like in a foursome, the four of them. Weird. And they're like neighbors. Joe, Joe Buck and Paul Rudd are like good friends. They went to college together. Did they? Paul, yeah. That Paul, just seems Paul wrong. Rudd. Paul Rudd's a great guy. Joe Buck's a douche nozzle. Not, yeah. <laughs> if but, it's not uh, worse that he has to deal with Judd Apatow movies, he has to fucking <laughs> deal with Joe Buck. Joe Buck. Well, Ghost Buck's Buck. afterlife was amazing. It was amazing. But uh, somebody needs to do something about Brad Marchand. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, again, I, I, I can't stand the Penguins. I hate Sidney Crosby even more. But even I was like, dude, you're interfering with him getting a new stick because he's too good for you. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen when somebody Panera takes it on a glove? But, but yeah. you know what? Like, what's going to happen if we went, somebody went old school hockey, got him in the corner and came up high with the butt end and just shattered all his teeth? That's, that's on the NHL for allowing this douchebag to continue his, his fucking antics. Yeah, it's on them, then. Fuck them. You know, because it's it's not good for the sport. You're trying to be a pest when, unfortunately, the game isn't the way it used to be. Okay? It's it's more geared towards offense and, and scoring and moving the puck at a quick pace. It's not geared toward the, towards the nastiness. So, essentially, nobody's going to go out of their way and, and take a game misconduct to beat the shit out of them. So, I looked it up real quick. The, the foursome, right? It is the weirdest foursome ever. <laughs> I, I can't even, it's weird, all right? It's John C. McGinley, Chris Chelios, John Cusack, and Tony Danza. Wow. <laughs> Is that the weirdest golf collection ever? I wish I, wish I could go play golf with them because that sounds incredible. Doesn't it? I, I, I want to be in that foursome so bad. Angela. 
I don't even want to play. I want to follow them and go. I'll be their caddy. Just, to, just hear these conversations. This guy rolls hey, a Sal, you know, Who's the boss? Say that again. Sal, do you know what? Who's the boss is? The bosses. Who? No. Who's the boss? Like Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> who's the boss? Come on, everyone knows it was. Not there yet, all right? Quit skipping seconds. Everyone knows it was. Mine. Let's get to the Rangers. Let's go. All right, so who's New York Rangers. Rangers uh, we come back in about a week. It's my my life is just miserable without you. Come I'm back to a great here. game, though. Great game. Come Say back, that again. Please. We, we come back to a great game. Rangers. You do. How long is enough? I mean, two weeks. No Rangers hockey. It's yeah, rough. it's a big break. It's a big break. Listen, we 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 ended off with um, a good win against the Kraken, a great win against the the red hot Florida Panthers. I just yeah, want to point out, right. I was at that Kraken game. You are you're undefeated going again. Nine and zero, undefeated in life, bro. I don't nine and zero. I don't fucking know. I can, you think I count? I, I haven't counted how many Ranger games I've been to in my life. I don't have but, enough fucking fingers for that shit. But you know what? Com- coming back to to facing the Bruins. Then going right right in uh, two days later to the Red Wings. Then three days later, Senators. And then the 24th, you got the Capitals, the Rangers. I mean, that's a good stretch of games. So it sucks to have two weeks without a Ranger game. But those are four solid games to come right back into in a week span. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be great. I'm excited to see them play again just to see it. The, only, the, the most Ranger hockey we had was that really nice goal on the uh, – that goalie, what is it? What is it? The uh, the save streak when Kreider had like the no shot goal. Yeah, against Vezelski, he, he, he fake clutched basically. Yeah, that was awesome. It was amazing. That was fun. Nah, the most amazing thing I saw for the NHL was the was the the ode to uh, to Peter uh, Lafleur. Oh, that was actually pretty cool too. That was the most amazing thing I ever saw in my life because he <laughs> had to have been able to see through that blindfold. He had to see it. I there's no way, but he would have crashed into a wall if yeah. he didn't see it. And he had the um, the puck was on the stick, and he like floated it up, kind of like around, right? First of all, he did a three sixty with the puck at the end yeah. of his stick. Like yeah, at, that was sick. While mid deke, he did a three sixty. Yeah, but the Rangers aren't playing right now. But there are a lot of rumors swirling. So I mean, I'll, I'll let you guys get into it. But this is our guy Kako. So Kako obviously, he's, they're they're buying, right? They're buying because the they're Rangers are buying one hundred percent. They're buying, all right. A lot of conversation today about a package deal that may include Capo Caco for JT Miller of the Vancouver Canucks. I, I want to say the rumor came about because of one uh, reporter in particular, not necessarily because it's true, but because that was his proposal and it became, it kind of snowballed into, oh, this is what they're talking about. I hope right. it, I hope it's, tr- it's just a proposal, not a mm-hmm. rumor. No, no, it, it was a proposal by a reporter, not no, by. No, I know. Room. I'm saying. I'm hoping it's right. that's all it is. I hope it's nothing more than that. I'll let Listen, you guys cover this. I'm not going to talk anymore. I'll, but I'll, I'll be. Upset. I like the Rangers be being buyers. Um, I don't like how initially we heard reports that Sammy Blay was going to be on the block. I think the couple games we did witness Sammy Blay play, I think he has the right attitude, the right kind of intensity. He fits this team very well. Unfortunate that he got hurt for pretty much the season. It Fuck sucks. I don't want to see Sammy Blay go, but at the same time, I do not want to see Capo Caco go. I mean, listen, JT Miller, great player. Let me just run down his stats for the year real quick. So in 45 games played, 16 goals, 30 assists, uh, you know, 46 points, plus minus is plus six. He's 6'1", he's 28 years old. On the flip side, you got Capo Caco, 37 games played, only 14 points, five goals, nine assists. 
His plus minus is plus seven. So at least he's doing something right out there. He's not getting scored on. All right. He's 6'3", 20 years old. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get better. He has eight years of improvement left in him. I, I don't like the move. And it's funny. It, it, before I looked up some stats, it reminded me of uh, Alexei Kovalov, how the Rangers got rid of him, and then a couple years later got him back. And he was a phenom after he left the Rangers, and when he, we got him back, he was already past his prime and wasn't putting up the numbers that he put up in the couple of years that he wasn't with the Rangers. But looking into it, Alexei Kovalev drafted 1991 by the Rangers first round, 15th pick. Kakpo Kako, 2019, first round, second pick. JT Miller, right? Ninth, uh, sorry, uh, 2011, first round, 15th pick for the Rangers. Alexei Kovalev and JT Miller are the same person. We're going to do the same thing to ourselves. History repeats itself, and I don't like the maneuver. I don't want to get somebody back that John Tortorella fucking ruined. Let's call it what it is. John Tortorella was the worst thing to happen to New York sports since uh, I, Adam Gase. I'll throw it out there. Okay? He's uh, after, so. I'm just saying. So Adam Gase is the worst thing since right. John Tortorella. Right. Okay, John Tortorella is just a douche. Okay, he, he's getting fucking all Captain Ryan Callahan hurt because he's all about blocking shots as if the fucking goalies pads aren't stacked enough. All right, I, I'm, I'm sick of the nonsense. Okay, and that guy literally ruined all the young kids. Didn't want to play Zuccarello, wanted nothing to do with JT Miller. JT Miller eventually has his exit after John Tortorella has his exit and moves on and starts becoming the better player, the player that he should have been the whole time, but was held back by John Tortorella. And now... A couple years later, we're going to package our first-round fucking pick, third overall, right, second overall, what did I say, for for a guy overall. that's eight years older. I The, the upside for Capococco is way better, okay? You give the guy time to develop. You don't make this move because I don't think that JT Miller is the piece we're missing to battle through the playoffs. I, I really don't. Like, you know, it, it, it's not like we're sitting here talking about like a Joe Thornton type of – fucking character of intensity goal scoring grit and, and that just that leadership that you know that playoff leadership that to get you through we're, we're talking so, about jt miller it's not worth it's not worth trading eight years of potential with kako for jt miller because he's on the stat, stat sheet a little bit more the way i look at it is are are the rangers a jt miller away from a stanley cup the answer is simply no they're not no. So it makes no sense to bring him to the team. And from what I'm seeing from a lot of people that have pretty strong knowledge about the inner workings of the Rangers is that JT Miller doesn't adapt well to what the locker room is doing right now. And the, the Rangers locker room right now, of all the teams in New York at the moment, Clicking. except for maybe the Jets, or the Jets for whatever reason have a really good locker room right now. Maybe it's Salah. I think it starts from the top down, honestly. When you have a good manager, your locker room tends to be solidified. And the Jets with Robert Sala and the Rangers with Gerard Gallant have very, very, very solid head coaches at that position. Probably the two best head coaches of all the New York City teams, right? Uh, I think Barry Trotz is kind of like shaking at this point because of the adversity that his team is experiencing i don't feel like their locker room is as cohesive as it once was when things were going well obviously the giants just got a brand new head coach the, the knicks are through the wall like i don't know what the fuck their knicks are doing with their lives in general 
they had their highest paid player slapping assistance uh, computers out of their hands. The Nets are falling apart day on a daily basis. Uh, the I, I would say the Jets and the and the 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 Yankees, everybody to include the fans, hates Aaron Boone. The Mets just got a new head, a new manager. I, I think that the Rangers and the Jets have the two best coaches, proven coaches at this point. I, and when I say proven, I mean it's proven that they that the men like them, that their right. players they, they have like control them. in the locker room. They have the locker room's respect. Exactly. And JT Miller, I don't feel fits with this Rangers squad. He's just not a piece to add to the to the mix. Uh, they they've got leaders already. And they've got pieces already. We may not make, we not may not win or even make it to the Stanley Cup this season, and that's fine. But I would really hate to be sitting here six years later, going, "We're going to trade our number two pick overall for Capo Caco, who we had six years ago, and bring him back." Because that's basically what we're trying to do with JT Miller. Like he was here, didn't work out. We got rid of him, so now we're going to sell low and buy high again yeah but it, that, again that's alexei kovalov in a nutshell you're right you're absolutely and, correct and if you're making maneuvers if you think that you're going to the cup right and you're making a run on the cup and you're going for it this year this is your year you're you're selling out you're fucking going for it jt miller isn't the grizzled veteran that's going to lead your team to the cup he's not a 50 goal scorer that's going to get you two goals, three goals in a seven-game series. That's he's not Marty St. Louis. Up. Yeah, he's not Marty St. Louis. He's not Glenn Anderson. He's not He's not any of these guys. He's not. And, not and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's a, not a move that you make with a young talent for somebody that's not going to – if you're moving Kako, you're selling out, and you're getting a guy that you think is going to get you to game seven of the Stanley Cup, and JT Miller's not that guy. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not that guy. That being said, I think I think we talked enough about hockey before Rook sits here and goes, enough about hockey. Yes. So we're going to move on to the NBA. Before I get to Stat Guy Sal, though, let's talk about the Knicks because we're New York after all. Let's go. Okay, go on to the Knicks. Go on to the Knicks. So, wait, I do want, wait, sorry. I'm really sorry. Only because our boy Doc is listening. Shout out, Doc. He does hate What up, Doc? Him. He hates Marshan as well. Thanks he needs to get clocked, and we agree 100%, Doc. Thanks thanks for tuning in again. We appreciate it. Anybody else, if you want to comment? Uh, Doc, there, thanks for listening, man. We, we appreciate, appreciate it, Doc. You. All right, back to NBA. Back Doc. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But yeah, so moving on to the NBA. Uh, I love R.J. Barrett. 
I love RJ Barrett. Obi Toppin proved me wrong. I was so like, I was low on Obi Toppin last year. He was averaging like two points per game last year. I love Obi. He was really eight, but it was awful for a first round pick, especially so high. I think what was he eight overall, Sal? Answers on that one? I think so. I think he was. He's top ten, you know, like I, I was really, yeah. I, I mean, it was a, it was a COVID year, so it was kind of weird and okay. But I, I was disappointed with him. But he's he's playing great now. He's but great. I think the biggest story with the New York Knicks right now, other than Thibodeau just fucking sucking in a regular basis uh, and not just, knowing how to manage a, a, a basketball team and then, at, at a coherent level, and they trade for Cam Reddish, and he just basically says four games do not play, like did not play. He didn't yeah. want him. Apparently, he Thibodeau didn't, he didn't want him. Want him. Too bad. That's your roster. Use it. And he's a good player. And, and that's the thing. Ed, th- your job as a coach is not to sit there and decide whether or not you like certain players. Your job as a coach, and we saw Damian Woody say that today, what is to put your players in a position to mm-hmm. succeed. Are you really going to sit there and tell me that you can't find a position to put Cam Reddish in to succeed? Then you're a failure as a fucking coach and you don't deserve your job. It's that simple. Because the whole world knows he's got talent. It's just annoying because I feel like Tibbs is one of those strong-headed guys where it's like, I didn't want him on my roster. I didn't want this trade. He's going to sit out. And it just can't do it. Cam Reddish always outlast coaches. He has talent. He can attack the basket. Just play him. Like, let's improve the roster. It's what we're trying to do. And if you're going to stay here, GM's going to make a move for a trade for a guy like that, and you're not going to play him, you're not going to be here very long. That's a fact. That's It's not like he traded for a fringe guy, all right? I love tips, too. I love tips, but... But like he's failing team. this year. And, and the yeah, biggest yeah. part of his failures has got to be Julius Randle, who is seemingly melting down before everyone's eyes. Now, he had a good game the other night. Yeah, he did. He had a good name. What did he put down? 30 points the other night? Yeah, I don't have the statue in front of me, but he so. did play a good game. I know he played well. I think he but, might have, uh, I think he might have had 30, 30 points. At the same time, we see him in an open discord with the assistant coach mm-hmm. in front of the world to see. Slapping laptop Slapping away. his laptop away. Coach is trying to show him something. He's like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like, yeah. that is, like, you just don't do that. You don't do that when you're struggling. You're in a war with the fans right now. Now you're in a war with the coaching staff, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he I'm hearing thumbs down early on. Sorry, Sal. Get he is getting on. some trade interest right now. He is. He is. I hope but, so. But the trade interest of what I wanted to see was Randall for De'Aaron Fox, and they traded Halliburton. The Kings traded Halliburton away, so now they're not going to trade Fox away, too. So now you can't even get that move. And by the way, the Halliburton trade, I think, was crazy for the Kings. I don't know what they were doing. They traded yeah. Halliburton and a couple of the players for Devonis, uh, Sabonis. Sabonis, 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 Sabonis is good. Demonte, did, but yeah, Sabonis. I don't know if I would have made that trade, though. That's, I wouldn't have made that trade. wearing our hat backwards cool. tonight, so I just wanted to fit in. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get that trade. Julius Randle. Yeah. Is that allegedly through a third party, he asked for a trade? Informally, which is Inform- so That's what it was. In- I don't you- know how you informally ask for a how trade. In- that was my thing. I was like, how do you informally ask for a trade? Either you ask what, for what a he trade. Walked up to- he walked up to the GM and was just like, hey, if you could trade me, that'd be great. Yeah, like, he wasn't in a suit at the time. Like, I don't know. Why. Be- 
he didn't have his entourage with him. They didn't do a little dance as they introduced yeah. him. Mr. Julius Randall. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Hey, sir, I would like to formally ask for a trade, if you would please. <laughs> <laughs> the gentleman. <laughs> Like, what, what do you mean informally? He informally asked for a trade. He's obviously unhappy right now. And it's annoying because the Knicks just gave him a huge contract. Because they're like, well, yeah. you had a really good year. We're treating you well. You like us. We like you. We want you to stay here. You like New York. Let's keep it going. And then basically this year has not been the same year, same ran that we had last year. So, but, but so, and here's the conversation. The conversation has become that last year is the outlier. Yeah, the exception that proves the rule. So he exactly. cashed in on a contract year. But that's not who he is as a player. And we see that a lot uh, in sports. You see that a lot where there's guys that they have one mega year and then they go back, they revert to who they were before, you know, the, the old Dennis Green. They are who we thought they were, you know, <laughs> like that's that that's what that becomes. But uh, I, I, I don't have much more to talk about with the Knicks. Um, Sal, what, what do we got about the Nets? Oh, out basketball. Nine game losing streak. Last night was embarrassing. The Nets looked – they looked unrecognizable. The, all, the entire big three was out. So it, I watched the game for about five minutes, and it was not even worth watching. They, well, they were home, hard. so no Kyrie, right? And they were home, so there was no Kyrie. And James Harden's about to get traded. Durant's probably going to be out till next month. Can you imagine so. if this storyline of this big three was happening to the New York Knicks? The New York Knicks would be the laughing stock of the NBA. Like the Nets, yeah, they would. they're in Brooklyn, they're in New York, but people just don't give a shit about the Nets. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. radar. You do. No, they really don't. People don't. Like, KD's always hurt. Kyrie can't play home games. Harden wants out. He's only been there for, we, what did we say the other day? He was only played 80 games. Yeah. He hasn't even played a full season with Brooklyn, technically. Like, the, but we see that a lot, don't we, though? Well, I mean, I mean, really, the, the Bills were a dumpster fire for about 20 years until recently. And nobody cared. And and the Mets have been a dump, dumpster fire since 1962. And nobody cares. So, I mean, a lot of New York, there's only so much room in people's hearts for sports, in New, even in New York. Um, I so the Nets that. are the guys. The, Nets, the, Nets, the Knicks are the guys that everybody's going to – like, yeah. the Knicks are the guys that grab the headlines. The Nets are the guys that fly under the radar. And you know what? Mm-hmm. That's good. At least for Sal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we fly under the radar. The Knicks are always the center of attention. Always. They always get the headlines and all that stuff. But I saw a stat the other day. I couldn't even believe. The last the, – the three big three has been playing two seasons together. They've only played 16 games together. That's ridiculous. That's that is actually kind of insane. And that's including playoffs. So That's a jet stat, by the way. That's where Zach sad. Wilson only played like two games with his entire wide receiver core for the whole year. <laughs> I I couldn't even believe that's that. But and right that's, now the Nets eighth place, fell all the way to eighth, 29-25. Not looking good right now. I want to ramp back. I need to ramp back. Yeah, and the thing is with that too. Like, his ashy ass shins. Yeah. The thing Bring is you back. can't people are gonna go point about the Nets and be like their big three was a failure. Granted, yes, there's a lot of injuries. You can't really blame them for that. I feel like when it comes to injuries, it happens. Like, that's part of the, any sport. There's always going to be injuries. So, like, to really badmouth the Nets, I'm sorry. I'm, I shouldn't be helping the Nets here. I'm a Knicks fan. But I'm just saying, you can't really badmouth them that much because these guys were constantly hurt. You have I can to do what I want. This is America. 
Yeah. <laughs> you have Kyrie who is with the COVID, the vaccine and stuff. But I feel like even if it wasn't for the vaccine, it still would have been something with Kyrie. Like Kyrie would have made something up. There's always something. There's, There's always, always something, something with Kyrie lately. Like last he, year it was personal reasons. He yes. sat out. Now it's COVID. It's it's always something with Kyrie. I wouldn't have let him sit out of my job for personal reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Upcoming trade rumors. Talk to me. Right now, James Harden for Ben Simmons is the big trade rumor right now. In the beginning, I wasn't comfortable with just getting Ben Simmons, but now that Harden wants out of Brooklyn, yeah, I, I'll just take Ben Simmons because I don't need – if James Harden doesn't want to play for the Nets, then, okay, just leave. We'll trade you. I'll, we'll have to get something for him. So, so I'm cool with just Ben Simmons, but I would like a Seth Curry in there too. But I don't know if Philly gives it up, so we might yeah, just be getting Simmons. I feel like with the, with the with Philadelphia, they like the Nets want to make that deal, and so does Philly because it's kind of getting rid of two disgruntled players that just sent them yeah, back, back to the team. There was a deal today. I think it was so that it was rejected by the 76 ers Not a deal, but it was a proposal. Was that the um, we had the uh, I think it was the Patty Mills and James Harden. Yes. For like um, a few other players from, from the 76 ers where it just wasn't just, it wasn't, just, I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was, I think it was Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, ben. Andre Drummond. Yeah, Andre Drummond. Yes. That's who was. And the I think it was somebody else included in there. But I think that was like the main three, which yeah. we don't really need Andre Drummond, but if you want to no, include you don't. him in it, go ahead. But I think it would have been a fair deal. I think the 76 ers rejected. No, yeah. I know um, right that there trade rumors right now. We had the net, the Knicks, we said before about the honor, Darren Fox, which that's not going to happen. The other trade rumor the Knicks were involved with was CJ McCollum, which I would have liked. I like CJ McCollum. Knicks need a, he would have to play the point though at that point. Um, I think I just Knicks, saw him get moved, didn't I? What's that? He I, got I, moved. I, yeah, he I, did get moved. So at this point, that's done. He went to New Orleans. Um, so you don't have, yeah, he went to New Orleans for, uh, I think it's actually a really good deal for the Blazers as opposed to New Orleans. Um, but on, I would, I would nice on him. The Knicks just Man, need a point guard. The Knicks, the Knicks haven't had a point guard in like 20 years. Like, when was the last time you could name a Charlie Ward, Ward, baby? No, Stephon Marbury. I think it was after that. Dude, Stephon Marbury, when he got to the Knicks, was already done. Stop it. No, Come no, on. No, but now. he was still like a. We're not talking about Starbury from the Nets. We're talking about Marbury from the Knicks, and he I was. No, but it was at least he played a point guard position. So does Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is injured, though. That, okay, okay, but he so played all last he's season, guy. He's not a star. Are we talking about people that were good, or are we talking about people that played? People, uh, a solid point guard. All right, yeah. fine. You got uh, it. I can't argue. Charlie with Ward. You're right. Marbury, Marbury wasn't that good. Thank right. you. Okay, thank you. I'm not saying he wasn't good ever. I'm saying he wasn't good on the Knicks. I can okay, see so, it, Nick. So the Trailblazers <laughs> traded McCollum to the Pelicans for Josh Hart, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell. Yeah, Josh Hart. That was a big one there. And then uh, I think they have a – I think they have a first overround pick, right? Is that what you said? Mm, yes. But it's first heavily protected. Pick. It's heavily protected, though. And it's two for, two future second round picks, too. Yeah, but they're I think they're all like really protected, which is sometimes when it comes to protection, it's like you don't ever give it up. But I think it's I think it's I think it's good for the Blazers. They need to rebuild anyway. Get around. Get someone for. McCollum was good, but we got like Lillard is. I think Lillard's an incredible point guard. He's, he wants to stay in Portland at this point. The rumor about him was going to the Knicks or going to the Lakers, and 
he's still there. I think, you know, at this point, I don't know, you got to build around him for the Blazers. And I think that's a pretty decent deal for the Blazers. They got a lot from McCollum, which is which is a fair deal. So mm-hmm. but I think besides that, do we have any other trade rumors or any big move names? I, today, got, I got East and West stars for the All-Star game. You want to hear that? Sure, let's go. Give them the starting lineups. Okay, so the East starters, Giannis. Hey, listen, if you're going to do it, you have to do it the right way. Yeah, yeah. The East starter. <laughs> at point guard, standing at. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so all right, so we got Giannis Antetokounmpo, DeMar DeRozan, Joel, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, and Jason Tatum replacing Durant for the Eastern Conference. Not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Not bad. West starters, of course, you got LeBron James. You have Steph Curry, uh, Jokic, Morant, and Andrew Wiggins. All right. Those are your starters. I feel Andrew like the West is better starting I like that. I like the East team better, though, I think. This yeah, me too. Me too. Overall, starters. The starters. The starters. I like the West ones. Are they, they're not doing a draft this year? Sal? I think they are. No, I think they are. Oh, those just to name the start, but they're still going to do the draft. Yeah, right? those are just the starters. Okay, they have to start even right, though. Yeah, Tatum, Tatum is the captain for the East, and LeBron's the captain for the West. He's always Tatum, the captain Tatum? for the West. Him and Curry. It's either LeBron or Curry, LeBron or Curry, whatever. Well, Durant was supposed to be the captain oh, for the Eastern? East, but then he got hurt. Yeah. He got hurt. Well, hey, Tatum's a good guy, though. I like Jason mm-hmm. Tatum. Duke alumni. I'm a Duke fan, so. All right, I think is that wrap moving up. Moving on from the NBA. Yeah, moving on. Let's go. Uh, we're gonna move into does Gen Z know right. with that guy Sal. And Hewitt. does Gen Z know? So Sal, yes, the symbol <clears throat> for a for save when you go to save mm-hmm. a file. Do you know what that symbol represents? Like a Microsoft like Word. No, no, like so. When you see the icon. save icon, what does the right. save icon look like? What does it represent? Like a rectangle. <laughs> God damn it, we're all. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. <laughs> okay, like a square. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, it represents something like a, a physical object. It's a physical thing. It's a tangible thing. It's not just a symbol. I have no idea. The symbol for save is actually floppy a floppy disk. disk. I wish I had one. What we used to use once upon a time save information. Didn't you stick? Didn't you stick? Like, wasn't it like a rectangle though? Yes, it was, it was a called a three disk? and a half inch floppy disk. A three and a, well, the original was, was uh, uh, the original was uh, five by what the hell three? was it? No, was it five by four? Yeah, it was like five by four, the original one. Yeah. Seven and a half by five or something like that. Was the original floppy where it was actually floppy. Like, yeah, it was. And then they went to the hard plastic. And then they went to three and a half by like two or something like that. Three and a half by like two. Like, it was almost a square. I didn't didn't realize it was actually floppy. Back in the day, it was called an A drive. Yeah. Uh, So so on your computer, if you've noticed, your, your operating system runs on your C drive. 
usually a disk drive thereafter is a D drive or however many drives you have plugged in. It may be E or F or even G or H, but A was always your floppy drive. Yeah. Gotcha. And so the, um, with that, it was really fun. I actually, the reason why this came to mind, I saw somewhere that someone told like their teacher, oh, that's really cool. You 3D printed the save icon. <laughs> Because he had a floppy disk in his hand. But also, fun fact, uh, I, got a, I got a floppy disk with uh, my Independence 4, or not, I, Independence Day, ID4. What, what was like the initial? It came with the toys, and you would have games, and you would upload them with the floppy disk to the computer, and you would play Independence Day games. Yeah, floppy disk. That was, we're old. But the original floppy disk was actually floppy. It was like soft yeah, plastic. Was, and you could yeah. like. I didn't know that. Like a, that part like a, enough. like a Polaroid picture. You could shake that bitch. Yeah, you could shake it like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> All right. So question number two. <laughs> TJ. Do you know what? I don't even. And you asked the question because I don't even know how to ask the question. Okay. So. Um, I guess when a teacher would come in and show you a slideshow, what would they use typically? Do you know like what it was? Oh, that big like giant thing where they like the top of it would be glass and they would like put it on and project it on the screen. Overhead projector is what he's talking about. Overhead projector. But there was another one that was like a circular one. Did you ever, did you ever have one of those? No. No, I had the big one. I had like the big giant one. The overhead one. So yeah, the overhead, yeah, one. overhead one is a win. I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna the give it to him. I'm gonna give it to him because that is close. So they didn't even have chalk. It used to be a carousel projector where it would be oh, really? different slides in a circle. Instead of using PowerPoint, they actually had slides. That's why yeah. in PowerPoint they're called slides. slides. And it was a you circle? Would, yeah, if you watch old it? cop movies and they're discussing a case, they'll be like next slide and they'll click a thing and it yeah, would, they would click it, it uh, and then it would switch to the next one. But it was like it was like this big. It was a big circle. They had like different slides in them, and they would click it. And the best was like when their teacher would click it, and the next slide didn't show up because the slot was empty. And they're like, "Oh, I click it again." Like it was like <laughs> that archaic. It was just it's weird. I thought that was a fun one uh, because now like all the kids have smart boards. Like yeah, right. like she Google's YouTube to like show them like you know whatever mm-hmm. they're trying to teach them that day. Which is like when I was a kid, we only have us pictures of uh, lizards and I- shit. I didn't even have that until like my senior year of high school. The overhead? No, the the smart boards. Oh, the smart boards. Yeah, I had yeah. smart boards when I was in law school. So that's cool. I had chalk. <laughs> I remember my teacher taking this big thing with five pieces of chalk on it, going, "Yeah," but she oh, would yeah. have lines on the board. Yes, I, I think that. I think I had a chalkboard in first grade. I still had it. There was still one in the classroom, <laughs> but like second grade. You never had detention and had to bang out the erasers, though. I guarantee nah. that. Nobody ever did that. Stop it. No, no, we did that, but we'd eventually just throw the erasers at each other and get in more trouble, and you'd totally leave. <laughs> I used to in be the chalk monitor. Right, we could use the, the erasers uh, at each other. I used to be the board monitor, so I, my job would be to erase everything at the end of the day and then wash the board. Fucking and snooze. we would have to clap out the erasers. <laughs> that was our job. Yeah. We'd go outside, we'd slap the erasers against the wall to clear out the erasers. Only Stitch has got that job. I, I have a question for you, Sal. If I'm watching a game show consisting of the following teams, what show am I watching? The Red Dragwars, the Blue Barracudas, Green Monkeys, Orange Iguanas, 
the purple parrots, the silver snakes, and I'll give you extra credit if you know what network that show was on. I have no idea. Hold on, hold on. Let, let's give him a hint. The metamorphic rock that spoke to you and gave out hints was called Olmec. Yes. I don't think it was metamorphic, but all right. <laughs> all right. I mean, how else would you describe it? <laughs> I don't think metamorphic is the word. I have a lot. I'm I, also, I don't know. What is it? The other, the other clue would be that no one ever, no one ever won this game. That's a fact. <laughs> Dude, no way. People won all the It was time. on TV. No, it did not. It yes, was it on did. TV for like 10 years. It's on TV now, by the way. Hold on. It is on TV now, by the way. They brought it back. Nickelodeon. Slide. It's called it's Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, Legends of the Hidden Temple. I don't think I've ever watched that. It was on Nickelodeon? Yeah. Yes. It was an incredible show. Damn. For at least seven years, if not more. It was on for a long time. People rarely won the game. They get kidnapped by the creepy little... Uh, they could tribe. never put the creepy they... little statue together. Yeah, they put the monkey statue. The monkey... Uh, yeah. The, the, the legs, the body, and the head. They'd always put it on backwards. They'd struggle with that crap for like ever. I don't understand how those kids were that stupid. <laughs> Obviously, the legs go on the bottom. It's a fucking totem. But, like, by, yeah. by the way, by the way, metamorphic, denoting or relating to a rock that has undergone transformation by heat pressure or other natural agencies, or metamorphic, as in Jekyll to Hyde was metamorphic. So the dude was a fucking non-living thing that turned into a living thing and spoke, and it was made of rock. Metamorphic is the fucking word. <laughs> suck it. I yeah, I still don't feel like it's metamorphic is the word. I'm gonna metamorphic my fucking ass. Boom, boo this man. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Some of us got over a 900 on our SATs. <laughs> and that was out of 1600. All right, settle down, Sal. 1120. 2400 shit. It was 1120. What did you get at SAT? Me? Yeah. Ink. Oh, shit. I don't remember. Ink. He got ink on it. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I want to say like 1090 or 1100. I didn't do great. Oh, I beat you. I was 1100s. Boom. 1120, baby. <laughs> Dude, congratulations. You got an 1100 SAT. You're a lawyer. You're the, like the pilot that just barely passed fucking flight school. And now you're running a fucking gauntlet during a hurricane. Thanks. <laughs> and then our, our last question is, if I were going to use Napster, what am I using? Napster? Or what uh... am I trying to do? I don't like how I'm just cut out, like as if I don't have questions. Fuck you and your last question, shit. Was it? Well, that, that was from the list, guy. I wasn't on the list. I was at work, busy. Uh. What am I doing? Stop looking it up. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> He's looking it up. I'm it up. I have no idea. So once upon a time, back when we were degenerate low lives, or younger degenerate low lives, I should say, if you wanted to download. Music well, through alternative methods, you used Napster illegally. It was the original iPhone. Oh, so no, like alternative a, yeah. methods. It's only illegal if you get caught. It was Sean Parker was the original uh, was the guy who invented it, and he got in a shit ton of trouble. I think I remember. So before there was I I uh before there was Apple Music, we had to download music either buy actual CDs. You know what a CD is, right? Yeah. It's like a DVD, but smaller. I mm -hmm. hope he knows. Like, God. No, when I, I, say small, I, I mean in memory size, not actual physical size. Yeah. Um, you would go online, and you would go and look up your favorite jam, Sublime, fucking Green Day, 
and spend three days downloading a. <laughs> I was just gonna say. You would go to you would go to bed praying that your mom didn't like call someone in the middle of the night that would break <laughs> up the internet connection and ruin your download of Sublime. It took three days. No, not three days, but it took it took a long time. Like you would download an audio from uh, from Napster, and it would take probably, three hours. It'd probably take oh. an hour or two. You'd be like, "Oh man, I can't wait to listen to this newfound glory song. It's gonna be amazing." And like I'll hear it like tomorrow morning, and you would wake up in the morning. It was like Christmas morning. You'd go to your computer <laughs> and be like, "Oh, it finally downloaded. Hit or miss. Let's go." <laughs> and porn, man, porn used to take forever. Yeah, don't get it started. Crazy. Porn. <laughs> if audio, like, files, they, they don't, long. they don't know what it's like porn. to have to try to go into and pretend like you're 18 to buy a Playboy to walk out, and the guy's like, "Dude, you're sad, aren't you?" borrow encyclopedias from the library because they had naked indigenous people in it geographic bro (laughs) i'm not looking at the volcano but there's something that's about to erupt (laughs) he'd go pull he'd go and get get the v's and look up what's in v (laughs) hey tj why are you taking the nat geo magazine into the bathroom again (laughs) dude what are you talking about i have no shame bathroom in the open <laughs> I wasn't even shared a room with him. All right, hold on. Now, now, let me get a question in, if you don't mind, Nick. Hurry up! All right, <laughs> fuck you. Would you hurry up? <laughs> Poking the eye. All right, Sal. Can you name me yeah. five original Nintendo games? MLB Baseball. What was it? RBI Baseball. Okay, that's. RBI baseball. One. Hmm. Was there Madden wasn't a thing for Nintendo, was it? Back then? No. Not back then. No, Madden was for Sega originally, I believe. Damn. There's the most Nintendo game ever. He said there's gotta be a wrestling one. No way. It has to be a wrestling one. The most obvious Nintendo game in the history of Nintendo. Yeah, Mario Brothers. There you go. There you go. There's, there's two. Five's a lot. I asked for. There has to be a wrestling one. Fall brawl. Uh, something like that. Say that again. Fall brawl. No. He's not gonna get it. He's not gonna get it. Gonna get it. I don't right. understand how he doesn't just go through like Mario Kart and just answer like six yeah. names. Well, uh, all right, I'll tell you this. The the basic ones that you should know, Duck Hunt, yes. okay, oh, right up there, Paperboy, and uh, my old-time favorite, Blades of Steel. Basic one is Donkey Kong, dude. What are you Donkey- doing with your oh, life? Yeah, I, I was a Donkey Kong guy. But it doesn't matter whether you're talking about the original Mario, you're talking about original That's Nintendo. Fair. Donkey yeah. Kong, dude. I, but we're a sports podcast, and I, we, I hear you. The hockey game was. And you say Blazers Tecmo Steel. football. Tecmo football was great. Tecmo football was good too. And you say Tecmo, there, man. Was Tecmo. There a boxing one? Yes. Uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Mike Tyson, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Was Punch Out original or? Oh, oh yeah, you're right. It was oh, yeah, original. Punch Out was not Mike Tyson. Sorry. Oh no, punch there was a fake character who was, was like Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson that yeah. Mario would punch out. Mario was actually. Hey, oh, the ref. No, Mario's the ref. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. It's a little white dude that knocks out Mike Tyson. Yes. 
I'm impressed that he had an overhead projector, like with the oh, with the clear paper. Are... And your teacher would fuck up and throw some spit on there to yep. try to fix it. As we progress with this, I I just I feel like Sal's gonna be like in the original Austin Powers, like Mama Cass ham sandwich, <laughs> just sitting there looking up all the shit that he missed. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the MLB lockout continues. All right, before we get on to the MLB lockout, I just want to say goodbye to Sal. Sal's going to take out. He's going to be in the behind the scenes looking up some stats. So, Sal, we appreciate you once again coming on, letting us uh, pick your brain about what Gen Z knows. So we appreciate it, Sal. We'll We'll see you you guys later. Later. See you guys later. We'll have Sal come back when we have Super Bowl predictions. Jesus so. Christ, let the man finish saying goodbye for Christ's sake. <laughs> he did say goodbye. <laughs> he was like, I'll see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Quick trigger oh, finger. Shit. We got to get this thing moving. We got a half hour. We only got 26 minutes left. All right, so lockout continues. Rob Manfred sucks. Sucks, bro. Um, And 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 it looks like the uh, spring training will be delayed. Delayed, yep. It's already delayed. It was supposed to, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report this week, wasn't it? Well, right. well, I think he means right. actual games. Right, but they they said right from the get go that if any 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 sort of the uh, initial warm ups are delayed, then the games would be delayed right out the gate. So I, yeah, I think I, last I don't week think they catchers a, supposed to report till Friday. Right this week. So he's going to come out tomorrow and say they're not reporting on Friday. Right, yeah. But we knew this when the talks fell through last weekend. No, because they said they were going to keep going regardless of whether or not talks fell through. But didn't do that. That, what that, that's what's going on there. Answer. I was going to go on a long tirade about Mets fans and make them cry like I have in the past. <laughs> Let's do a quick tirade then. Quick one. I'll, very quickly. I just, uh, you know, I'm a Yankee fan. I don't like to talk about the Mets, but every so often you people just step outside of your realm of safety and you say stupid things. And some stupid things that I saw today involved uh, one person said the Yankee, the Mets are now big brother. And and I don't understand where he gets the balls to say something so fucking stupid. Like, who gives you the how? right? <laughs> who do you think you are? What gives you the right? Like, what hubris? Just, what hubris he has? Yes, it's just it was just so just asking. Oh, we have a richer uh, owner that wants to spend money. The Mets were top five in salary from 2000 to 2012. It resulted in two playoff appearances and zero World Series wins. Okay. Be spending money does not get you a W. The Yankees have had the highest payroll in the league, top like three for the last 20 years. They have not won the World Series every year for 20 years. Okay, like there's the a Mets lot more that goes into it than just spending money. The so Mets would be able to talk more Mets shit. Fans, having Steve Cohen's not gonna do dick for you. But the Mets would be able to talk more shit if they were on the I would say like the Tampa Bay Rays aspect of hey, we don't spend the kind of money, but we compete. You'd have more of a leg to stand on and be relevant, and you're never I'm fucking impressed. relevant. Yeah, you're not relevant. You're never relevant. Big brother, you can't get people out to that fucking shit stadium, okay, <laughs> in Queens. All right, it doesn't happen. No one cares about the Mets. You can spend all the money you want. You can get the uh, spend as much money as you want on pitchers that are over the hill, okay? It doesn't matter. You At one point, the fucking Mets literally had the best one through five fucking pitchers in the league, and they did nothing. Got injured. Yeah, they did nothing with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know where this, this like ballsiness, this gall comes from. Is that uh, three philosophers? He no, it's rye barrel vanilla stout. Oh, 
where the hubris comes from, right? Dude, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't understand where it comes from. I don't understand why you step out of your safety net of maybe this year we can win a little bit. Maybe this year we can be relevant. I mean, it, it's I'm okay with laughing that. stock of fucking the MLB. You've been the butt of the joke for fucking 30 years. Shut up. I just want to point out they were number eight overall in salary last year and did not make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying the Yankees are going to win the world series. Just saying that the Mets are, they have no leg to stand on. And then I saw somebody else say something that, the 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 that New York is a national league town. And I okay. said, I said, and he goes, something along the lines of like, what's wrong? It, it, the New York is a national league town. That's the theme of the Mets because they're a combination of the the Dodgers and the Giants, which is fucking stupid in general, because no. I mean, That's you can sit there and try to say that. Oh, well, they were the Giants of the Dodgers colors, they were New York City's colors. Come on now. That's why the Knicks and the Islanders also wear the same fucking colors. Like it's not rocket science here. Um, but uh, he said that the, uh, the 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 New York City is a National League town. I said New York City hasn't been a National League town since 1923. He said there were two New York National League teams until 1957. Read some history. I said, yeah, and from 1923 to 1957, an American League team won 17 World Series and had the most famous baseball player in the history of the existence of the game of baseball to the point where there's still a candy bar named after him. And he was just like, the Mets are the most successful expansion team. They've won five pennants in two World Series. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with this not being a National League town? I was just like, all right, just stop. I, I feel like you can't say you're like, you have some hope this season. You still probably won't make the playoffs. Your four out of your five starters will be on the injured list by June, and your own players will be booing your fans once again by August. All right. Let, let, you also can't way. say you're the most, uh, in, you know, best expansion team when you've been around since 1960. You're, you're, you're also the and oldest expansion team. Dude. And also, you said you won two World Series since 1960. The Marlins are the same fucking thing from 1997 on. You're dude. not fucking better. Bro, That's the it. only Over. way the Mets are relevant, okay, is the fact that in pop culture, they are the fucking joke. Family guy, here comes the pitch. Season's over. How I met your mother. I have a cigarette the day the Mets get eliminated from uh, playoff contention. Wow. And these shows are from fucking California. They don't know baseball, let alone fucking East Coast, New York City, fucking NL teams. Right. But but again, an AL town. You're the butt of the fucking joke. They're just a butt, not even a joke. Uh, Moving on. Yes. The lockout continues no uh, listen doc, doc, doc with a good statement i'm sorry to interrupt you nick doc okay. with a good statement i it, it's not that they're making moves and, and the moves are questionable i like the fact that they got an owner in there and i'm happy for the mets fans that they got an owner in there that's going to generate some pop okay it, it, especially with some signings that's great but it, it, that's not the problem the problem is Mets fans always step away from the fact that in reality They've been the butt of the joke for 30 fucking years. They've done absolutely nothing in the league for since 1986. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, yes. They, they made that uh world series wrong. Um, what, uh, they won two pennants in 35 years, but it's, it's the fact that I said it's an attitude of 
let me talk shit because I see Yankee fans talking shit all the time. And I'm not, I'm not a Yankee fan that talks shit. I'm not the guy that's going to be like, oh, how many rings? I don't have enough fingers. Like, yeah, whatever. Let's do good this year. But where do you get off with fucking, you don't see me and Nick over here, dejected uh, Jets fans sitting here being like, this is the year we're going to win the fucking, uh, the Super Bowl. And it's like, the we've Jets done nothing to the team. Like, like, come on. Like, it's, it's where you got some fucking balls to, to come off and talk shit to anybody. Just sit there and be happy and enjoy your fucking team and enjoy the moves you're making, and hopefully it works out. But if we're going with his, historically, it ain't going to work out. Uh, ultimately, the whole signings are going to get hurt. The whole conversation um, came about because essentially somebody said, um, somebody said uh, that the Mets were bringing back the All-Star game. Somebody on the fan said the Mets were bringing out the All-Star game. Excuse me. Uh, they were bringing back old timers day and they said, stop trying to be like the Yankees to which Howie Rosen, who works for the Mets said the Mets have been doing all the uh, old timers day since 1962, which is very sporadic. At which point I said the Mets were founded in 1962. So who the fuck were they inviting to old timers day? And apparently in their inaugural season, they brought back retired Dodgers and giants, yeah. which yeah, is the most pathetic sense. fucking thing. I've ever heard in my life that you honored people that never played for your team, which is very par for the course for the Mets who named like a whole part of their stadium after fucking uh, Jackie Robinson, who also never played for the Mets. Yeah. I don't know no, if you know this. The Giants and the Dodgers still exist and can have their own old timers day. Right. And honor yeah, those yeah. players. It's just very sad. The Mets are a very sad franchise. I heard the Mets try to bring uh Buy Bonilla back for an old timers game, but he said, "Fuck you, you're paying me anyway." <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he's not on the active roster. If I remember right, in like 2008, he was the highest paid outfielder on their team or something. Like that. <laughs> Fucking clown. Nah, that's 2008. It had to be like 2013 or something like that. He was the highest paid outfielder on their team. It's pretty sad, actually. Right. Uh, moving on to the uh, PGA, we're going to talk PGA. Absolutely. Listen, Great I don't know if you guys watched this weekend. I was all about the um, watching Go from beach. work. But all about the Pebble Beach, the, the Pro-Am. I love the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I love Pebble Beach as a course. That's on my bucket list of courses I want to go out and travel to and play for a little dude's uh, golf trip. Um, I mean, you're talking about pristine conditions. You're talking about uh, some of the most iconic shots uh, visually in golf. Um, the par 3 seventh, amazing. I mean, if depending on how the wind's blowing off the ocean, off the Pacific, you could be playing a gap wedge into a 109-yard um, par-3 green, or you could be playing a fucking 7-iron because that thing is coming in at 40 miles an hour in your face. Amazing. Um, you, you got the 18th where you're pretty much going over water and trying to play left of, uh, of the tree out there in the middle of the fairway. Just epic. Um, last year, uh, I mean, the hole was won on an eagle from, from, from the fairway. The, the tournament was won by a hole-out eagle from the fairway. I mean... It's just a great tournament. Uh, Tom uh, Hoagie took it down this year, but you had Jordan Spieth in the mix. But I think the thing that made the most waves this week is, did you guys catch um, Phil Mickelson's uh, rant and, and kind of tearing into the PGA? No, I did not. Tell us. Please educate me. All right. So I'm going to read you his exact quote. So this is from Phil Mickelson just uh, on, on the PGA tour itself. For me, Personally, it's not enough that they are sitting on hundreds of millions of digital moments that they also have access to my shots, access I do not have. They also charge companies to use shots I have hit. When I did the match, there have been four or five of them. 
The tour forced me to pay them a million dollars each time for my own rights, for my own media rights. That type of greed to me is beyond obnoxious. And a lot of this is stemming from, um, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Saudi Arabia is talking about uh, introducing their own little golf uh, tour, um, bringing some players out there and some pros. And there's, there's been a lot of contention, a, a lot of contention uh, around golf and between golf fans because while you could sit there and say, I agree with Phil, it's his shots, he should be able to use it. And, and you know, how did who the PGA to monopolize on the efforts of them? At the same time, the PGA has come out and in the past 25 years, essentially from the boost that Tiger gave the PGA, brought in all these sponsors. And that's how you have a five, six million dollar purse for some of these matches. Okay. That's how you get the couple million dollar endorsements deals, Net, NetJet and, and, and Callaway and TaylorMade and Rolex and all these companies coming out and paying a shit ton of money. So you literally, are, you, you and 10 generations down the line in your family will never know struggle. So it, it's a double-edged sword. I appreciate what Phil is saying. I think it's ridiculous that he had to pay to be able to put on the match. I think that's, that's a crazy. fucking joke. That that's insane. And I've heard from other media outlets, a lot of people have bitched and moaned about the PGA Tour over the last couple of years. Because essentially, if you go there to try to just get interviews, or, or you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to bring a phone. You're not allowed to record. The PGA tells you straight out, from Thursday to Sunday, the guys are ours. The interviews are ours. We, we monopolize that shit. But at the same time, the amount of money they're making for the sport, can't really blame them. This week, we got the waste the management. Waste management Phoenix Open, and me personally, I think this is the official start of the new golf I season, agree. the 2022 golf season. I look forward to it every year. I, I just beat that in, in, in a 2K. Nice. I won. Listen, playing at yeah. the stadium course, I mean, the, just the crowds there, it, it, it's it's just chaotic. It's amazing. 18. 18 is iconic with all the, the huge stadium, right, around it? Uh, 17, what? the part 17. three. Is it, or 16? 17 or 16, right? I think it's 18. So the par three, that, that it's just you're surrounded by people. Everybody's in yeah. danger if I'm there. Let's put it that yeah. way. Oh, 100%. I'm but I, I, I mean, I think that's the official kickoff. A lot of people will point to um, the yeah, Arnold Palmer yeah. Invitational, but I think that's smack dab in the season. I think this officially kicks it off, especially up here in the East Coast. We're, we're starting to – we can feel the warmth coming. We, But uh, moving on to the NFL, the uh, I'm not even going to talk about the Pro Bowl. It's an absolute disgusting thing. The Pro Bowl is an embarrassment to this game of football. It is not football. Uh, The most interesting thing that happened at the uh, the Pro Bowl was Alvin Kamara getting arrested for pretty much felonious assault. And uh, the biggest the biggest hit that took place in Pro Bowl weekend was off the field with Kamara beating the shit out of that guy. Moving on. Uh, the Super Bowl's next week. Uh, we yeah, have a big boys. show coming up, twelve o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I'm fucking psyched about this shit. Pumped. Let's do Super it. Super Bowl Sunday. So here oh, is Super Bowl yeah. Sunday. We got it here. The Belly Up Big Game Bonanza star in the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We got High Low Sports TSS Fantasy. Those TSS Belly- guys. Shout out to those TSS guys. They're great. I caught a couple of their uh, yeah. episodes. They yeah. they are on the money. I love those guys. Really I watch MD. MD's good as well. MD is also MD's great. Great. I mean, they're all they're all great. High they're all good. great. But the the stuff that I've been able to pay attention to and catch TSS. Yeah, big time. Hilo's great because Hilo does the. They call all the major games like they do. They've been doing all the playoff right. games, the color cast. 
Right. And then you have the Belly Up Fantasy Sports, which is good as well. Gridiron, Gridiron, Gridiron Gallery. And then my personal favorite, the Scoreboard Addicts podcast will be also be on uh, this Sunday. I think we'll be on around 3 p.m. We have the meeting tomorrow, so we don't know exactly what time we'll be on. But we'll be on. It's, I think it's a three-and-a-half-hour show. Plenty of stuff going on. Lots of content. So check it out. Tiki Live, BellyUp.tv. Uh, we're also sponsored by Manscaped Yeats. And I think we have a couple other sponsors that we're going to have on as well uh, throughout the show. So it's going to be a great event. Check it out. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I mean, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Who isn't looking forward to this? Rook, throw up our number again because, you know what, guys? Listen, I, we don't get a lot of phone calls. Throw some phone calls in. We're going to be running down some bets, some prop bets, uh, uh, having a little fun with that. So call us in. Say, uh, give us some uh, – what do you want to hear? What kind of bets do you want to hear? What kind of prop bets do you want to hear? Because we're going to be going all over the gamut of it. Call in. Give, give us a little uh, a little take. Give, give us what you okay. think, what you want to hear, what kind of picks you want to see. Because we're going for it this weekend. And I, I'm yep. wagering my actual money. This isn't going to be some uh, just bullshit. I'm going this, going that. I'm throwing some cash around. I, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for the stars on this one. So we're yes. going to have fun. It's Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. It's going to be fun either way. We got fucking wings beers football i i mean how do you go wrong and uh, super bowl said, Sunday, just so you know we're not obviously we're not going to have a show before the super bowl if you call in we will respond please leave us your handle on twitter we'll get back to you on twitter instagram something like that and, yeah. and and we'll send you a message about hey what we're doing with obviously we won't have a show or live us on super bowl sunday and we'll talk to you there Absolutely. yeah we'll, we'll talk about that we're going to do our segment on sunday for the big game bonanza for belly up is going to be bets so we're gonna be talking about prop bets player bets you know crazy national anthem whatever crazy thing we could bet on we're gonna be talking about it so we're excited but that brings us to super bowl sunday we're gonna go into our predictions are some of the storylines we're going long here uh which unfortunately sucks for nick because we'll have to edit this down to make it for so so long story short is before we get off right because we're only on for an hour and a half let's get into real quick who are your picks gentlemen i'm going rams so angles baby I, I gotta go. I've been against the Bengals. I, I've I've been picking against Joe Burrow, but I'm a believer, and um, I don't believe in the Rams. I I think the Rams will find a way to fuck themselves up. So I have both a Rams and Bengals jersey. We know. Uh, I didn't want to wear it because I want to give up. <laughs> but I do have this hat. Wagon. Okay, which way I'm going? It's not LA, baby. It's Bengals, baby. Joe Burrow. Joe Shiesty. Let's go. I'm so Good excited call. for this. We're going Bengals. I'm taking Bengals plus four and a half because I think the Rams might actually win, but I'm going to still take them plus the four and a half points. I, I, I don't believe in the in the, the Rams. I believe in Aaron Donald. I believe in the defense, too. I think that's the reason and, why. And, and keep in mind, a lot of these guys on the Rams team have already been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, they have. This is the second time. So They're, they're hungrier. I think they're a little hungrier than the Bengals right now, to be honest with you. Some of those guys are. They have a much more experienced team, in my opinion. They do. They do. And it's going to be a good game. Either way, it's going to be a good game. The one thing I am rooting for is that one of my boxes hit in the pool. (laughs) Of course. And, of course, player safety. We we want everybody to walk away from the game. No, I just want to make money. I'm sorry. So I do want to say this is that uh, some of the storylines that we were looking at uh, that I was talking about was uh, Jalen Ramsey's going to be covering Jamar Chase, apparently. That's been the big story. And. Jalen Ramsey's like, I'm treating like another day at the office. I have to go to work. I'm going to make sure I'm covering up, uh, you know, Jamar, uh, Jamar Chase. So that's going to be interesting to look at. 
I'm sure Eli Apple will be covering Cooper Cup. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll get burned a couple times. So anytime, anytime Cooper Cup TD, whatever it's worth, just put your money on it. Um, yeah. The we have obviously the story of Stafford versus Burrow. You have Matthew Stafford looking to solidify his legacy, showing everybody the minute I got out of Detroit, I won a Super Bowl. Like his first season out of Detroit, out of the loser city that is Detroit. I'm sorry if you're from Detroit, but that team is a loser city. I got, I got listen, I got kin from the D from the D. All right, be be cool, man. Be cool. All right. got no, no, but struggle. listen, Detroit, right. Detroit's been on the downtrend since like 1968. But it's not yeah. the people's fault. I no, didn't the people. I said it's a loser team. But listen, right? You, you can't glaze over it. And and I'm Allen's like a Detroit that. fan. Show some fucking respect. I don't like He's the Santa fact. Claus. I don't like the fact that you have a lot of people out there saying, you know, oh, Matthew Stafford, you know, he deserves a Super Bowl. Fucking everybody that laces him up deserves a Super Bowl. Like, no, no, you played for the Lions for a good chunk of your career. It doesn't you matter who gives a shit. Dan Marino showed... deserves a fucking Super Bowl. No, he doesn't. That shit. Marino, yes, he, he does. does. Yes, he it does. Would, it would solidify his legacy, though, if he's able to win a Super Bowl the first season that he's out of Detroit. It would. Right? Yeah, I, I guess, but I, I don't think that warrants, oh, he deserves a Super Bowl. There's been plenty of quarterbacks that deserve a Super Bowl more that didn't get one. By the way, Joe Burrow would be awesome. If Joe Burrow wins, Joe Burrow would be the first player to win a national championship, a Heisman Trophy, and the Super Bowl ever. That's wow. That's He's also the ninth Joe to go to the Super Bowl. He's also, if he does win, he'd be the third Joe to win a national championship. No, I'm sorry. He's the sixth. He's the sixth Joe to go to the Super Bowl. So he, if he does win, he'd be the third Joe and third player overall. At a, it just happens they're all named Joe to win a national championship and a, a Super Bowl, which would be Joe Namath, Joe Montana, and then Joe Burrow if he does win. And then not even that, Joe Burrow, think about it, if he wins, he won, a, he won a national championship two two years ago, three years ago kind of, I guess you could say. At this point, so he would out of three years, he would have a national championship and a Super Bowl, and a Heisman, and a Heisman. So it's impressive. Within three years, it's a impressive feat for football. I mean, you're looking at Donald. You're looking at that O line. Could that O line hold Donald? Could it hold Von Miller? You know, it's a big one. Yeah. So, so I, I'm going with the pass rushers on this. That's why I picked the Rams. I'm going with the pass rushers. That's why I'm going Bengals plus four and a half. But I'm going with. The, I'm thinking the Rams can win this game. So before we get cut out, and if Doc is still with us, I want to pose him a question because he brought up, uh, you know, the Masters at Augusta. And I'll ask you guys the same thing, but if Doc can chime in real quick too. What would you rather, sit 50-yard line at the Super Bowl, first seat, first row, or be in the gallery, Masters, Sunday, seeing seeing a a victory on the hollow grounds of Augusta, Georgia? Considering I've already played at the at Augusta, uh, I'm gonna go Super Bowl. I'm gonna go Super Bowl because Super Bowl tickets I think are way more expensive. I'm gonna go Super Bowl. Super Bowl tickets are more expensive than going to watch the Masters. 100. I'm going to the Masters. Okay, just because the fact that the Masters only puts out so many tickets a year, it's a lottery system to be able to buy tickets. Then if you go on StubHub to try to get tickets, especially for Sunday. You're paying out your ass the same as the Super Bowl. Anybody can get Super Bowl tickets. You just got to pay for them. The master tickets, you have to be lucky enough to be able to find them on StubHub and not pay ten thousand dollars for a fucking. Well, you ticket. could you could get the lottery too, right? And I've been putting in. There's for no the lottery past. for the Super Bowl. You're just fucked overall. No, the, yeah. the, it, it's a lottery to be allowed to buy tickets. You yeah, can buy Super Bowl tickets. 
You cannot buy master's tickets unless you but uh, hit the lottery. To sit in the upper deck next to Jesus. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It, you could, you oh, have it totally doesn't matter. It's $5,000 to sit next to you Jesus. You have the opportunity to buy tickets. I'm not worried about it. I played there. I'm not worried about it. You've never played there. You've never even smelled it. See, um, look. Doc's Doc already is, been to the fucking Masters. Doc's he watched dude, me play there. Dude. Doc's living life, man. Been already here. Uh, been to the I am jealous, sir. I, I have been putting in for the lottery for the past six, seven years, and I just can't get it done. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, not lucky enough, I guess. The, the mere fact that you said you put in for the lottery – merely immediately trumps like you, you lost the whole super bowl thing because you ain't putting in for super bowl tickets because you couldn't I afford can buy it. super bowl fucking tickets right now if i wanted to do it then big man you got so much talk yeah i don't want to go to california it's a shithole deal with it all right well going into the you know some of the profits we're not gonna go make our picks yet because we do have the show on sunday but some of the uh odds right now so we have over under for Sunday, uh, but we have 275 over under for uh, 275 and a half for Burrow, over under 280 and a half Stafford. So we will discuss that probably on Sunday as well. And then lastly, another one, another graphic, uh, courtesy of Stack Guy Sal. Great work on the graphic, Sal. We love it. Um, MVP odds. So here are the MVP odds. So I guess we'll do this. We may, we may not cover this on Sunday, but I mean, what are you guys looking at here? These are the top the top six for MVP odds here. We have Stafford, Burrow, Cup, Donald, Chase, OBJ, and you can see the numbers there. I mean, you're going to want to be one of the quarterbacks. Who are we kidding? Definitely one of the quarterbacks, unless somebody like Jamal Chase goes fucking off. But let's start. Let's talk about like like Julian Edelman won one one year. What year was that? Was was that with the against the Rams? Probably. You know why? Because because Tom Brady probably said, "I've had enough. Just give it to somebody else." It was a thirteen to three game. It was terrible, but he had great yardage the entire time. So, I mean, it could happen. If, Listen, I'm if, you're, if you're looking at there, the Bengals winning, you, you you put the money on Joe Burrow there. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I'm saying if you're going to go long shot, if you want to put a little money on it, I would probably go with uh, either Cup, I think, plus 600. I think he might. He might have I, don't, I, I can't see it. I can't see it. If, if, after what if, all we if, just said, with the has, Matthew Stafford coming from Detroit, they're going to give it to Stafford. You don't 100%. tell me if Cup They scored, win, they're giving it to Stafford. If Cup scores two touchdowns, 100 If he scores yards, three touchdowns, that means – Stafford threw for fucking 350 yards. They're getting and, and the only reason, and the only reason he had three touchdowns is because OBJ was on the other side. Yeah, so they're giving it to <laughs> that's Stafford. What they're going to say. I mean, that's the rationale. No, I, know, I know, I get it, I get it. But I don't know. I think if you're going to go anyone outside of that, those two quarterbacks, Cup would probably be the most. And then once again, just tune in to Sunday, the uh, Belly Up Bonanza, BellyUp.tv, starts on 12 p.m. Sponsored by Manscaped and Needs. So. Check us out. We'll be on TV. Let's go into the very last segment. The debate of the week. We're going to make it Super Bowl themed. Here we go. Best Super Bowl foods. What do you guys got? Chicken wings. I'm on board with that. But do you have any others? besides? Everyone's going to pick chicken wings. Uh, So you want something to debate chicken wings? Yeah. Something something to put up against chicken wings. All right, fine. Uh, If I could lump them all together, just... Chips, chips, pretzels, that, snacks in general. Yeah, dips. I like dips. Chips and dip. Chips and dip. Up against lo- the congratulations. Wings. You both played yourselves because I drink Guinness and that's a meal by itself. So I'm going to go beer. <laughs> all right. So what? All right, TJ, when you talk about dips, though, what's your uh, what's your go to dip? Uh, you can't go wrong with a good solid salsa. Um, if somebody makes if somebody's going to get a little ballsy, make a good, good homemade guacamole and they know what they're doing. 
you fucking buzz yourself, guy. Okay, yeah, go for it. I like a good, uh, a good case of But Eating but buggers. I think I think the piece de, de resistance. If you're gonna go all out, I think somebody that knows what they're doing knows the way around the kitchen is gonna make a solid buffalo chicken dip. Oh yeah, Sal. Sal said buffalo chicken dip. Oh, See, Sal, answer. Sal knows. Sal, we'll bring you Sal in one second. Knows. Sal, give me one second. Sal doesn't know anything about uh, regular Nintendo games, but fucking a on the money. My wife makes a really good buffalo chicken dip. We get the we get the uh, rotisserie chicken from Costco. We chop that up. That's about all you can dip. spend. Oh, it's so good. Never been invited over your house for the Super Bowl. Bro. I like uh, I like Kingston. I've known your wife for at least ten years, at a minimum, and I've never had this alleged chick, chick buffalo chicken dip ever. It's it's pretty good. We'll make it. How long have you been with your wife? Hold on. How long have you been with your wife? Fourteen years. <laughs> Four, I've known your wife for fourteen years. I have. No, where's my fucking phone? Text her right now. No, she's sleeping. Don't do that. Um, fine. So Doc, Doc says Burroughs is going to go over. Stafford's going to go under, and Burroughs will be MVP. He's going hardcore with love the uh, with the Bengals here. He's going. I love it, Doc. Doc, you're the bee's knees and the cat's meow. And then he also says, uh, "Got to be pizza." If we're going to some ball foods, uh, which I thought you, you would do pizza, pizza. That's a pizza solid answer. Anything. That is a solid answer. Yeah. But I, 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 not to call Doc out, that's a cop out because literally you can offer me a slice of pizza at any point in the day. And I'm going to be like, this is the greatest thing ever. That's true. Like, like at any point, if what I'm waking up and I just brush my teeth you and you have a slice. No, Chicago's, Chicago's not, not pizza. pizza. It's a fucking pie. Okay. It's not pizza. The fuck out of here with the Chicago Stop shit. Pie, casserole. But if you handed me a slice a of pizza at any point of the day, I'm gonna think it's the greatest thing ever. What if okay? it's Detroit where they put American cheese on top? Uh, they they're not doing the right thing. Listen, Detroit loser town. We already said it. Yeah, we already said they're a loser city. <laughs> what do you want? American cheese on pizza? They're a loser city. What are we doing? Going back to Detroit, Loserville. <laughs> this is what they oh, call God. Loserville. So I also like so I like getting the Philadelphia pretzels, the little pretzel bites. Philly pretzel factory, absolutely. Yeah, the pretzel, pretzel factory. the, the rivets, honey mustard, a little uh, queso, or like the beer cheese. The beer cheese with that is delicious. Absolutely, I can't, uh, you know, I'm a fan of the hot, the hot mustard, the spicy mustard. Guys, yes, makes me drink more beers. Here, what do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. Nacho, Nacho cheese. Come on, nachos. So I'm uh, I've been I've been dieting. I lost 22 pounds. All right. I, I'm cheating on Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday is gonna be my Super Bowl cheating for my diet, so I'm excited for it. Doc says he's right there with you, brother. Pizza is a food group in my life. That's that used to be my life, which is why I'm I need I need to lose weight. (laughs) But then uh, he also said I'm happy I'm not from Detroit. Sorry, Detroit. (laughs) We've been going pretty hard on you. We apologize. We We would lose our one consistent fan. And then we're going to bring – all right, Sal, you're coming back. Sal, give us your pick. Give us your uh, – well, you already said buffalo chicken dip, but what's your other food when it comes to Super Bowl Sunday? Maybe some mac and cheese. I could wow. go for some mac and cheese. I actually never had mac and cheese on a Super Bowl. Really? That's like a Thanksgiving food. Listen, Mac Rook, and cheese is the most American take on Italian food I've ever seen in my life. Rook, if you're going – if you're already making the stop at Costco to get the chicken, right there is the mac and cheese you just throw right in the oven. You bake it 25 yeah. minutes in the oven. Good to go. Pull it out. All right, success. So I'm like going to go. You can spend. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I got to go with Joe Shisey. Wow, Joe Shisey. So, mm-hmm. so technically, me and Nick think the Rams will win. I just think the Bengals are going to cover. I, uh, I think the Bengals <laughs> cover too, but I just see 
I see Joe Shiesty winning this. Listen, I, I, I just don't trust McVay. I think he makes bad decisions. I think he, out of anybody, he could lose the Super Bowl very easily. That's true. And they said that was the thing with the Patriots when they played the Rams. They had said, the defense said afterwards, like all their film that we've seen, like every single one of their players was exactly what we knew what they were going to do. Like there was no changing it up. They didn't hide their schemes. They knew exactly what they were going to run. The only time that Super Bowl against the Patriots, the Rams did something different was when they did a hurry up offense and the Patriots kind of were thrown from it. So hopefully right. Sean McVay learns from that. I mean, learns from his mistakes and maybe gets a little better. I can see that take where you would say, well, I don't trust McVay, but what gives you any trust in Zach Taylor? He's never been to the playoffs before. It's the fact that the so the one guy's been there and failed, so he will fail again. The other guy's never been there and proven anything, so he'll succeed. That doesn't make sense. So not not saying that my 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 picks or my take mean anything, but just going from the Bengals and how they've rolled through so far and how they've won, and I kind of counted them out, and how they dealt with that adversity and got the wins. I I think they're hungrier. I think they're poised to win, and I think they're going to come out. All cylinders firing, and they're going to get the win. I, I, I think that Sean McVay hey, is going to play on his fucking heels. I think he's going to make bad decisions. He's going to roll out the same stupid playbook he does. He goes, oh, look at me. I'm young. I'm a young guy. I'm the hip coach. Fuck you. You suck. Hey, TJ, don't tell yourself short. Your takes matter, bro. Your takes matter. <laughs> we love your takes, TJ. Keep them coming. Show some I, conviction. You know, I was going to sit there and say that with him, and then he got all braggadocious at the end, and I was like, fuck him. The yeah, but I'm with him on this one, though, because I, I, don't, I don't really trust McVay either, but – uh, show some conviction, TJ. You make that take, you fucking own it. I, I do own it, and then my bank account loses it. <laughs> well, we'll take Bengals plus four and a half. Hopefully, that'll, that'll work out. Absolutely. But unless anybody has anything else to add, I think that covers our show for the day. Listen, guys, thank you for being with us tonight. Uh, we will see you Super Bowl Sunday. Get your uh pizzas and chicken wings and chips and dip in order. Get your buffalo chicken dip, get your Costco chicken ready. Because it's Super Bowl fucking Sunday, guys. This is our Christmas. Let's do it. And Doc said chili. We, he's surprised we didn't say chili. 100%. If somebody knows Damn how to make chili. Doc. And <laughs> even though he's shitting on me right now, my man Nick showed up at my job a couple weeks back and made me a fucking five-alarm chili that was to die for. So if I showed up at Nick's house for the Super Bowl and he had a pot of chili going, I know I'm going to have a great time. Chili is the way to go, Doc. Good That's call, a good Doc. call there. And Nick makes good chili. So... Excellent chili. All right. Well, thank you for all of us here at the Scoreboard X Podcast. Wait, that's Nick's. Uh, that's Nick's. <laughs> no, no, it sounded good. I want TJ to do it though, because I thought he was going to sign off. Yeah, DJ. No, well, go. I don't have the the, the, the buttons, so I, I didn't know when to. Do you want me to nod at you when I'm done? Yeah, nod at me when you're done. I'll, I'll end the pro for the broadcast. All right, guys. Thank you for all of us at the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. You got the Rook, Nick, our guy Sal. Doesn't Run know away. much about the 90s, but Run we still away. love them. There it is. There it is. A couple beers deep right now. But Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday, we'll catch you there. Please tune in. Tiki Live. Nick, take it away. And we're out. Like fat kids in dodgeball. Stay rock. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.